Well, yeah, we've been been preaching on uh, law and not and and uh, try to redefine in our hearts and minds what law really means. It does not is not a series of do's and don'ts. It's literally that which is assigned. And uh, so uh, the first uh, I'm going to use these flowers today as law, that which is assigned. And what we will do is imagine, uh, okay, imagine Michelle, stand right here, Michelle. And sort of give you pictures where we've established up to this point. And we, we had the first law that was established, uh, those markers are underneath that chair, I believe, was the law of, of sin and death, which was established in the garden. And it is not a, a thing of performance. It was just literally how God established and assigned that things would function like the law of gravity. We had physical laws, and we're talking about spiritual laws to live by. Understanding the physical laws is critical. Understanding the spiritual laws is critical. So in that, in that first point that we talked about in the law in the garden, where's eat of every tree of the knowledge, I mean eat of the tree of the garden, and don't eat. So these are a sign so that Michelle may come to a point, we'll just say right here would be life for her. And then what happened was, so it's, uh, let me get this marker out. So that was for us understanding of the law of sin and death. And literally the righteousness is of it, that God speaks, you keep what you live, and you, you don't operate in what God has said, the results of it are death. And so it's just like the law of gravity. You keep the law of gravity, you will live, and you can operate. But you operate contrary to the law of gravity, you'll die. The second one, because of sin, God gave the law of Moses to give definition to the sin. And so what he did was he started giving do's and don'ts to that. Whoops, I'm tearing the flowers up. Don't tell me. Don't. Oh, well, it's all right. Like, don't commit adultery. You have dues like uh, honor your father and mother, keep the Sabbath, don't steal, don't commit murder. So all those were do's and don'ts. To, to uh, If we kept those laws, we would end up with life. According to Deuteronomy chapter 28, that would be blessing. And you remember, the law of Moses was a law telling us of obedience of external actions. It says, if you are careful to obey and do all the commandments I'm telling you today, you will live. But if you don't, you will what? Die. Now, the law that we're, we've been introduced last week was the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And that is literally where we want to get to. The law of spirit of life. This is Moses. And I'm going to call it, say, big L or little L. And I'll describe, find that in a second. And then we're talking about the spirit of life. How God has assigned things to function. It literally, like, don't commit adultery. That is not a law there telling us not to do it. What God is saying is, if you want to live and exist in his creation, adultery will create a condition called death. It will separate you from the created design. So many times we think of a do and don't in, in, in the heart of God. No, it's not a do and don't. It's how he created a function. A healthy, I want to have a healthy relationship with Paula. Don't commit adultery. But we know that an external action is not what it's about. That's where God introduced the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus which is what we were talking about last week. Whereas the law of Moses dealt with external actions, the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the law of the heart. Law of faith. Michelle, I want you to take one step. Okay, she wants to... Let's pretend I'm God. Pretend this is... Back up, one step. One, there you go. Okay, watch this. Her heart is to get here. Is pretend me that I'm that I'm God, 
or this is a point of blessing, this is a point of life, this is a point of freedom. My mindset in my early days, oh, don't smoke, don't drink, don't chew, don't go with the girls that do, go to church, uh, have a quiet time, memorize scripture, and or uh, share the gospel, and you will be a strong Christian. And, wrong answer. It brought death to my soul and bondage. That was here, little else. Those are good things to do. But if I focus on those things, I'm trying, I don't want to get distracted in this. If I focus on those things, to do or not to do them, the law will entice things in me and cause me to sin. Right? We've been over that last week. But the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus is a law of the heart. In other words, what God is saying, that you, I have created you in a particular area. In fact, go with me to 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. Now, I'm gonna sh- I'll show you something here. Hold on, Michelle Bell. One way to get you up front, using an illustration, huh? It's so beautiful. And notice it's in 3.23. By the way, this is my daughter. In whom I'm well pleased. 3.23. This is the commandment which we, that we believe in the name of the Son of, of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He's commanded us. That is the summation of the law, spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Faith and love from the heart. And that's, how we drew it last week. Here's life. Here's freedom. And here is a blessing. And, uh, and so here's Michelle. And this here, 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 the X's would be due just like we did, had done every week. And I got to hurry through this, get through this. The danger is to focus here. No, that will not do it. If you focus here to try to perform these, you'll mess it. But the desire is, is from the heart, the heart of God, focus on Him. Remember I said last week, the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus is not a structure, it's a person. And the whole goal is to walk in how He has created things to function. And it's literally simple, two things, love and faith. Now watch this progression. She wants to walk with me, then she has to walk as I walk. Right? And so it's like this. So so I'm going to walk a particular way, and so she walks with me. Her feet are on top of my feet. Okay? And she just walks with me. Okay? And that's because, all right, watch this. 1 John 4, 7, and 8 says, in 4, 8, it says, God is what? Step on my feet. Okay, so God is love. So if you're going to walk with God, you're going to walk how? Love. Okay? You're going to walk with God, you're going to walk in love. Now, here's the crazy other thing. Okay, I'm going to step off a second. <laughs> so, now go with me another passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 11. Another characteristic about God. Sorry, sweet girl. 
got to work today. So in 11, look at this. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. In other words, God used the principle of faith to create the worlds. That which is seen is not created out of that which is, that which is seen is not created out of that which is seen. It's created out of which is that which is unseen. And that is the verse right before it. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence or conviction of things not seen. Look with me in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. You know how you'll learn passages of Scripture in compartments? And I did this in Romans chapter 1. I've learned Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where the gospel of God is the power of salvation. Everyone who believes, you know, remember that in verse 17. And then I've quoted this, I don't know how many times. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. Okay. I usually live, usually read this and say, well, that's the end of this chapter. That's the end of the book. Until today, or or not today, when I was preparing for this thing, all of a sudden God says, read the rest of the passage. And watch this. Okay. Righteous man shall live by faith. For the wrath of God God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Okay, in other words, you're operating contrary to created purposes. Watch this. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for he made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes. The creation of the world. His invisible attributes. His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen by that which is made. Now, what is he saying there, y'all? His invisible attributes. Faith is assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what? Not seen. His invisible attributes have... It's interesting. His invisible attributes... And he has two here, the way this thing words out in the Greek. His, I'm sorry, let me get there. His invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature. Those are his two attributes he's speaking about here. They're invisible. They are in creation. But they're clearly seen by the things which were created. And so so God created in creation a fabric of faith to discover and operate in the laws of God, in creation, faith is it. It's it's part of the fabric. God is love and God operates. God's method of operation is what? Faith. And so, back to here. So if Michelle wants to walk with me, it's like this, okay? And what I'll do is we go faith, love, faith, love, faith, love. Okay? Think about it, y'all. Anything not of faith is what? Sin. Now, God does not what? Sin. So if Michelle takes us, okay, that left foot's love. So love. (laughs) So God is love. You know, you remember in 1 Corinthians 13, you know, if I do anything, you know, you know, faith to move mountains, give all, you know, burn my, off my body to be burned, uh, you know, give everything to the poor and do not have love, what? It profits what? Nothing. Love is it. That's the motive. That's the heart. So everything God's going to do in his laws for us and him is going to be faith. Love, faith, love. In all your ways, know him. Every step we take, every action is to be what? Did say it? Faith and love. Now watch this. How we do. You ever get tired living? Well, this is what we do. God's always going to be, okay, step up. God's going to be 
faith, love, faith, love. Or really, love, faith, love, faith, which literally establishes it. So watch this. So Michelle sees these laws over here. She sets up a law for herself to measure herself herself, according to, say, um, she wants to perform to be, if I, uh, if I uh, perform excellent in this horse show, I'll be successful. Okay? You got that? So God's going faith, love. Michelle, you're going to have to believe what I say about you. You will be successful. And she's going, oh, no, I've got to succeed in this horse show. So God's going faith, love. Michelle starts to walk toward that. And guess what? Suddenly, she's what? On her own. She's walking toward this to try to attain this. And y'all, she may attain this. And many times we can attain this and she'll miss this. That's why I like a lot of times, y'all, I've seen people go, uh, uh, say like, see this, okay, uh, in ministry, I've seen pastors, huh? You will not commit adultery. They're real strong, you know, hard in the, in the laws of, in relationship to sex, sexual purity. But you go home with them, and one thing you will not find, and I've seen this, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness in the home. Because they're headed toward fulfilling this. They'll miss other things. Because when you walk with God, guess what? He fulfills what? All of this. The righteous requirements of the law are fulfilled in us who do not walk in the flesh but according to the Spirit. Now, we did this last week. Okay, sit down a second, sweet girl. But now, so the method of operation, in, in other words, if you think, if you or I think outside of faith or love in any actions or any thoughts that we do, we're missing it. The righteous man shall what? Live by faith. Those who come to God must what? Believe that he is. And that he's rewarded those who seek him. Anything not of faith is sin. Love. Faith works through love. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart. Colossians 3, 2, 3, 15. Put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Perfect love. Cast out all fear. Love never what? Fails. So, y'all, love and faith is it. So, in the heart, love and faith. When you get up in the morning, every action, every thought, every word has to be, and if I'm not careful, you'll, you'll all of a sudden catch that as a performance thing. Because it's from the what? Heart. Paul is really good in nailing me when my actions that I'm taking, I'm speaking words or doing an action out. Oh, I'm doing an action of love, but my heart is far from her. Oh, it looks good on the outside. Hey, babe, I want to take you out to eat and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, she realizes there's some other motives in this thing, which is not cool. Because she'll call, hey, this is all about do you love me? And love has a whole kind of thing, subsets under it. So everything's about love and faith. About what God's, about who is God. About who he says we are. About, about what he is saying about us for us to do. And you know, I know we get in good business circles like where I'm at. Yeah, hey, what's your one-year plan, five-year plan, long-term plan? Yeah, okay, good. And God really busted us up in the leadership this year in internship. Where he said, uh, like the quote is, is out of Psalm 37, 4. The word is commit your way to the Lord. And the word commit, literally in the Old Testament, literally means to take a ball and roll it toward. Bowling is it. That's the, that's the Hebrew word for the word commit in the Old Testament. To take a ball and roll it toward. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also, in, and he will bring it to pass. Lord, I'm, and that's what this year he said, just roll it to me. Yurts, cabins, sips, what? God, just roll it toward me. Two cabins, 
Four cabins. Three cabins. Two. One cabin? Really, two? God, I don't know what you're doing. Do you trust me? And trust comes from what, y'all? Dwelling place, you know that. Where does trust come from? Come on, y'all. Somebody, help me. Trust comes from what? Trust means to attach oneself to? What generates trust? Psalm 910. Those who know your name, know his nature or character, nature or heart, will put their trust in you. Believe comes from the word aman, means to make firm. So all my Christian life with God is faith, either trusting his nature and a character, believing in a word. And usually you don't see it. And I've heard a, a guy say to me, if you're about to do something and you can see it, it's not God. And I'm going, well, that really brings a lot of comfort. And I remember God gave us that saying that uh, Graham Cook spoke a long time. You can never find comfort in what God does. You can only find comfort in who God is. Why? Because God is always doing the what? Impossible. Hear that? So to walk in the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is a law of impossibilities. The forces of the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Go with me to Romans chapter 2, verse 4. The force that enables it to go. Notice this, y'all. When Michelle was standing here, in fact, I'll bring her back here in a second, and I want you to show, see, that each foot of mine represents something else in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In, in, where did I say go? Which one? Ephesians 2, 4. In 2, 3. In 2, 3, what the last part of it says, for by nature we were what? Children of wrath, even of the rest. Even as the rest. 2, 4 says... But God, what? Being what? Rich in mercy. Why is God rich in mercy? Because of what? His great love with which he has loved us. Y'all, the force, one of the forces of the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus is mercy. The motive and the force Driving force for mercy to be released is what? Love. You remember the woman who came and washed, Je the sinner who came and washed Jesus' feet with her tears? And the Pharisees are going, uh, does Jesus know that this woman is a sinner? And he speaks, the Pharisee asking that, and Jesus speaks to Peter and said, oh, you do us the deal about the debtor. Who's going to love more? Fifty or a hundred, I think it was. And Peter goes, oh, the one who owed the most. Yeah. He who has, been who has been forgiven much, what? Loves much. So, y'all, the, the force of the lost spirit of life in Christ Jesus is mercy. That's why you see in Proverbs, the righteous man, the righteous man. Y'all, because the righteous, who is the righteous man? Who is it? Romans chapter 1, verse 17. The righteous man shall what? Live by faith. The righteous man will fall seven times and what? Get up. And y'all, what we will do in our Christian lives, we go, okay, if I just don't make a mistake, I know that for Paul and I, for parenting, okay, if we can just do it all right, our kids will not experience any trouble. I mean, really. I mean, we found, read the books. Read the books. Okay, read the books. Okay, read all the books. Yeah, yeah. Growing kids God's way, all these ways. Just figure it out. We'll do it right. And our kids will behave right. Yes. And in Paula's family. And we had all these standards. Oh, yeah, good kid will do this, do that. Oh, okay. And Paula's family, all, all the other grandkids were girls. And then all of a sudden, Shay is born on the scene. He's a boy, and his dad is Rick Sizemore. 
combination of ADHD. I'm the one, y'all, that when we were, she was in the fourth grade. The teacher comes to us and says, you need to have Che tested because we believe he's maybe ADHD, ADD. Some abbreviations. And they go, yeah, okay, we'll take him to psychologist. We had him tested and to do accurate testing. They test Paula, myself, Michelle, and Shay. And so we go in for the big consultation with the, the psychologist. You know, Mr. Miss Sizemore, we are convinced that your son Shay is not ADD. But Mr. Sizemore, we are convinced that you are. And you would be surprised what a little Ritalin would do for you. <laughs> that is the exact words. And Paul is going, hallelujah, now I know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. How did I get there? Oh, Shay. But anyway, all of a sudden, Shay comes into this family, grand fam- uh, grand family of girls. And girls are, you know, oh, can foot talk yet? And Shay's, oh, hallelujah! You know, Shay, you know he's, he's all boy. And all of a sudden, we're going, they're going, oh, you need to control him. And we're going, oh, we're bad parents. Shay, he's three, three years old, and he's not potty trained. I mean, the teacher in school says, well, Paula, well, I'll help you potty train him, and and finally, Shay looks at the teacher one day. She's trying to get him potty trained. And, and just looked at a perfect discussion. Says, Mrs. Brown, I don't care whether I'm potty trained or not. And Paul and I are thinking, oh, we're terrible. Husband, fathers and mothers, Shay's going to grow up as a serial killer because he's not potty trained, you know. And because we got these standards up. Oh, kid, by, his, by the time he's 40 months old, he should be potty trained, you know. Do all these things, these standards of measurement, rather than operating off the simplicity of what God says. Which one am I talking about? Faith? Yeah, faith. Oh, mercy. That's what I'm talking about. You've got to help me here, y'all. Because in that place, y'all, I think Shay has grown up to be an awesome dad and an awesome husband I mean the way he loves Leela and loves Max and I think back and I'm going that's the kid who at three years old plus is not potty trained that's the kid who would if it was something to get into he would get into it but guess what life our God is full of what mercy also the law, spirit of life in Christ Jesus is a law. Go with me to Romans chapter 4. No, let's go to 5, 5, 3 first. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Y'all, let me ask you a question. What is the basis for the mercy of God to be released? Love. Basis for mercy to be released is love. Michelle has, sorry, sweet girl, has, has messed up many times. I know it's a big shock. Yeah, she said, I know it's a big shock. But you know what? In my, in my heart, in my mind, I, I do not see any of those mistakes. I don't see them. I see Michelle as the woman of God. Why? Because of what? I love her. And she is awesome. It's a fact of the matter. It's a fact, whether it's me or not. I love her, therefore, there's abundant mercy. Y'all, if you have a hard time being merciful to somebody, the problem is you're not what? Loving. Love comes back to it, mercy. Now, the second force in the law, spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Know what it says in Rome, notice what it says in Romans 5 3. It says this. I'm sorry, not 5 3, 5 2. Through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace. 
the doorway through which you walk into grace is what? Faith. This is in relationship to salvation. But y'all, Romans chapter 4 verse, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 6 verse 14 says, Sin shall not have dominion over you, because you're not under law, but under grace. In other words, me setting up standards for myself to gain victory over adultery will not work. Y'all, and you remember last week I introduced to you saying, okay, men, good Christian men, I will not commit adultery. They set that in their heart. But the reality is it manifests in other ways. In lust. Or it manifests itself in pornography. Oh, we, and externally, under the law of Moses, guess what? We do good. We do good. But the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus, where it says, I say to you, you heard the ancients say you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you committed adultery with her in her heart. Why? The law of Moses, or little L or big L, entices the flesh. You and I are not made to perform law. We are made to believe. And we are made to love. Our believing and our loving will transform our doing. Y'all, that's why in the New Testament, you will hear, continue, I keep going back. You keep t- Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 6. Yeah. He says, you are not restrained by us, you are restrained by your own affections. That's why in the New Testament, you see distracted love. Love of money, love of pleasure, love of the world. That's the trouble in the New Testament because the force of the law, spirit of life in Christ Jesus is love. And Satan's only method is to distract love. So, love and the force of it is mercy. Mercy. I thank God, y'all. That I got a God who loves me and never gives up. You don't give up. I'm the one that has to cancel a youth retreat because we can't get a building right. This landowner. People are flying up here from Florida. Have to cancel it because we can't get it right. The building inspector told us, uh, you know, I called him and said, you know, last year he said the building wasn't finished. And he said, oh, yeah, put up some uh, fire extinguishers, some smoke alarms, and make sure everything's covered over. Just make sure it's safe. This year he said, Rick, I just cannot tell you to have it. I'll tell you this. I will not be coming out there. But I just, by law, I cannot tell you that it's okay. In other words, he's saying, okay, you can do it if you want. And I, I love you, I trust you. That's the essence of what he said. But I'm going, I, we cannot do it. He said, you know, I just couldn't do it. Because when we're talking about other people's kids, law is there to you follow it, you keep it, you find it. Authority is there to protect. And I trust Mr. Mills. He's an authority from God. And he's there to protect us. And when he told us, I could not say that you can go ahead and do it. I'm going, that means to me that a level of protection is not there. So we called it off. But I'm the one that needs much mercy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Every one of us need what? So, but the force, the other force of the lost spirit of life in Christ Jesus is grace, which comes through what? Faith. Now, y'all, you've heard me preach on grace before, but I want to speak this and speak it quick. We don't have time to go into details of it. The traditional definition of law of, of grace is unmerited favor. That's only half the truth. That's only half the truth. In fact, the etymology of the Greek word for grace, which is charis, does not have anything to do with that. It only literally means joy expressed. Unmerited favor of God is too... When you think about the grace of God, you have to think of 
multi-dual faceted. God's provisions to us in the heavenlies are freely given. Everything in Christ Jesus has been given to us freely. But what releases these provisions into our lives is what? Faith. Because if, if, uh, if grace is unmerited favor, why is it that God says in James chapter 4, He gives grace to the humble, but is opposed to the what? So if grace is totally unmerited favor, why is it the only one who gets grace are the who? Humble. But if you're proud, what? Why, if grace is totally unmerited favor, why is it that it says in Galatians 5, 4, or 5, 5, 4, I believe, you who are seeking to be justified by the law, you have been severed from Christ, you have fallen from grace. Well, if it's totally unmerited favor, why is it that when I seek to be justified by the law, the performance over here, that I'm not cut off from the grace of God? See, the reality is God has offered his provisions of grace to us freely. It is unmerited. Everything that is for us in Christ Jesus is unmerited. But the question is, what releases that grace into our life, our lives, according to like Romans 5, 3, and I'll show you another passage here in relationship to salvation, is we have our entrance in for by faith into this grace. For by grace are you what? Saved through faith. I believe that it is God's will that all men be saved. The grace of God for every person on the face of this earth to be saved is in the reservoir of heaven. The blood of Jesus. It is His will. 2 Corinthians 3, Peter 3, 9. God does not purpose or plan any man to perish, but, but all to come unto repentance. Every person's the will of God, the provision of God, the the resources of God for every person to experience salvation is there. But every person will not because Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to what? Destruction. And many go that way. Why is it that many will not experience the unmerited favor of God? Because they do not what? Believe. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So the grace of God is released into our lives through faith. Let me show you one more passage of scripture in relationship to everyday provisions like Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Look at this. The grace for Abraham, the promises of God, the destinies of God to be released into our lives comes through faith. Look at this. In 4.16, for this reason it is by faith that it might be in accordance with grace. For this reason it is by faith that it may be in accordance with grace that the promise may be certain. Oh, I love 17 and 18. Forget this, y'all. Where it says, after this, as written, the father of many nations, I have made you in the sight of him whom he believed, even God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Look at this. Without, uh, in hope against hope, he believed, and I love how New American Standard words this clearly, in hope against hope, he believed, in order that he might become the father of many nations. Let me just say this. If I never had expressed, exercised my faith, my faith, not my performance, my faith in the provisions and the promises of God, the grace of God would have never been released into my life for the salvation of God. True or false? Please help me. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to disagree with me. It's a true statement. Abraham, the promise of God for him to be the father of many nations, came when he believed. So y'all, for us to walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, as Ron preached two, or two weeks ago about the freedom of God, where he talked about a guy coming out, and the question is, how do we live? Well, the way that we live 
is not looking for the things to do and perform like I did. But that what you do is what you, how you operate is to start to say, okay, Lord, what are the truths that I believe? Truths about you, who you are, that I may trust you. Truths about who I am and who you say that I am. Truths about what you have called me to walk. What is the course that you have called me to walk? What are those truths, Lord, that I may exercise my faith in what you said? Like it says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, where he says, you received from us not the words of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which performs its work in you who believe. So, this is the picture. Watch this. Come on, sweet girl. All right? There's two parts to this, y'all. It's very important. Okay? Put your feet on my feet. And we practiced this earlier. So, hold on to my hand there so I can talk and walk. Okay, every step that I'm taking is what? Faith and love. Remember? Faith, love. Now, get your feet further back. Okay. Now, and I told Michelle, I'll, I'll carry you. Okay, so guess what? Who's stepping? Who's carrying her weight? Mercy, grace. Mercy, grace. Faith, love. Mercy, grace. That's God. Y'all, just like, thanks, sugar. That's life. Step with him, faith, love. And every step of, of love is a step of mercy. Every step of faith is a step of grace. Faith, love, grace, mercy. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. Now, uh, I'm not going here long, but I do need to say this to you. I got to ask this question because I asked it at the end of the service last week. Okay, y'all, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's loaded. What are, what are the intents of our heart in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? What are they? Help me, I didn't ask that question right. What are the, what are the actions of the heart in the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus? What are they? Huh? Love and faith. The actions of the heart. Yeah, you're, I know what you're going. The, the things that God has called us to in the heart, every step in our heart is love and faith, love and faith, love and faith. I can feel this last week. Of course, you... I love it when you start preaching something. You're really just trying to meditate and get it down to the depths of you. And I could feel it. I could feel like love and faith being like sights on a rifle. That what I was doing was, is I was allowing my heart to just aim that God, it's about loving and it's about every action is about loving. Now we're, we're believing God has told us to build a retreat center out in Pembroke. Why are we doing that? To have a building? No. Why are we doing it? Expressions of love. Expressions of love. That's it. Because I believe that there'll be people walking on those, those grounds that need to know love and faith. Okay. So if the expressions of the heart are faith and love, and faith and love release mercy and grace, What happens when I can't believe? What happens when I can't love? But see, in Scripture, there are things that we discover hinder our love. One's one hardcore one. This is the extreme one. One on one end, it says the love of many will grow cold because of what? Lawlessness. So sin will cause people's love to grow cold. But also, what I see in Scripture, how love can be distracted, is when somebody all of a sudden receives a lie that a resource comes from another person other than Jesus. 
For example, in Hosea chapter 2, verse 4, verse 4, verse 5, Gomer declares this, I will go after my lovers who have given me my bread and my wine and my flax. Now hear what she said. I will go after my lovers. Now why is she calling them her lovers? Because they will give me my what? My bread, my wine, and my flax. But later on in the chapter, in chapter 2, verse 8, God says this. She does not know that it was I who was giving her her bread, her wine, her oil, and her flax. See, many times what we do in this world, we start to believe, oh, it is a job that gives me. Like I shared with y'all before, I'm riding down between Belle Glade, Florida and Pahokee, Florida, and I'm headed towards store number 2444. We were losing money in that store. We didn't know whether it was theft from the inside or some kind of inventory problem, but all we know is the bottom line on that particular store was red. And I'm thinking, I'm going, okay, I'm headed to that store to start trying to find out what's going on, and all of a sudden, I go, you know, Lord, I I didn't say Lord, I said, I got to find out what's going on in this store. If I don't find out what's going on in this store, we start losing money in this store, it could spread to the other stores, the other 18 stores, 17 stores. We don't find out. And then, you know, if that store goes down, then the whole organization could go down. And all of a sudden, you could feel this fear popping up in me. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God said to me, quoted to me, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. And it talks about, you know, how uh, everything in creation is going to burn. And all of a sudden, God said to me, Rick, Time Saver Food Store is not the supplier of your needs. I am. Time Saver Food Stores is going to burn. Oh, you mean Time Saver's not the one who gives me my bread, my oil, my wheat, my flax? That's what I was doing. Same thing as Gomer did. I've watched relationships. I mean, in... uh, in teenage or college or husband and wife relationships where the biggest traumatic event for Paula and I was that when Paula came to the revelation that I was not the source of her bread, her wine, her oil, and her flax, that Jesus was. See, what, what I'm saying is, is what can happen is to our loved things that can come and distract us. How about another thing that could hinder your love? What did I say a while ago generates love? You know what I said about mercy? He who is what? Forgiven much? What? Loves much. If your love's kind of cold, what is that a signal? That maybe what? You haven't what? You haven't been forgiven. Much. May not realize that you totally screwed up and you need the mercy of God. Or how about another thing that could be hindrance of of blocking our love? Why is it that I love? Okay, this is a trick question, okay? Why is it that I can love? What? Because he first loved me. 1 John 4, 19. We love because why? He first loved us. If you, a person is having a hard time loving, it may be the reality, y'all, that they have not received the love of God from, for themselves. It's a service attitude. It's not, a, it's not a, a father, a brother relationship with God. It's service. It's a slave or it's an orphan mentality. But God's calling us into this love relationship with Him, a son or a daughter faith. Let me just speak to these real quick. Walk in faith. What is it you have a hard time believing? Well, let me just back up. Go to love. Some of you in here I know that what's happened is in love, 
The people whom you loved, said they loved you, their definitions of love were totally different than God's. Oh, they loved you and they may have ended up abusing you. Loved you and used you. So all of a sudden, your definition of love means something else than what God means. That gets back to definition. Faith. Let me speak this real quick. Faith. Faith, the object of your faith is hope. Faith assurance of things hoped for. The object of your faith, the question is, what's written on the tablet of your heart about who God is? Is it that he's trustworthy? See, for Abraham, it says, in hope against hope he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. That was Abraham's hope. That's what he believed. But for somebody who, like the young girl, I think I spoke this in before, the young girl who we were ministering to, these two young girls, college girls, one, one time her dad pulls her and says, okay, he's standing behind her and he says, okay, I'm behind you, now fall backwards. So as she starts to fall backwards, he steps out of the way and lets her hit the floor and he looks over and he says, see there, never trust anybody. Now you tell me. That young girl, how can she easily trust God? Her earthly father, which is a type for her heavenly father, he says, oh, you fall back? I'm not going to catch you. And that's what that was. That young girl was doing. Or the, the young girl who, young, well, young lady, young lady, that I ministered to, that where... Her dad puts her on the altar of Satan and allows the men in the coven to rape her. Now, let me tell you something. For that young girl, that that young lady, trust to believe and trust God. Where was he at? Where was he at? Where were you at during that, God? The only person in her life was supposed to be their protector was her dad, and her dad was the doorway for it to occur. So tell me, God, how can that young girl, why would it be, where, come here, sweet girl. Could she be in this place right here? Would she just surrender herself here to follow love, faith? No, she see? Love, I got it backwards, see? <laughs> I'm not holding her. Ah, okay. So, because those, those situations and those examples that I told you, what will happen is, down in the depths of the heart, which the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus operates in, what will happen is, that young lady will step off to the side. I'll close with this one. And I've probably shared this one to you. The time I'm sitting in the foyer, standing in the foyer of a church, and here's a pastor, and here's a woman who goes to his church. And that's one of the few times that I jumped on a, in on a pastor situation. But uh, this, pa- this woman was very strong-willed and dominating. Very dominating and strong-willed. Really was very suspicious of male authority. And... and uh, and the pastor said to her, says, you need to be broken like a horse. I mean, you, you need to be broken. And I looked at him and I said to him, I said, don't you dare say that to her. And I looked at her and I said, whenever you want to know why you're, you're controlling and dominating, just let me know. And so she goes, I want to know. Well, she's the one, which you may have heard me say before, that when she was a young girl, her father abused her sexually. Her dad, I mean her dad sexually abused her. Her uncle sexually abused her. And in her teenage years, she was dating a guy, and he abused her. She married an alcoholic. And guess what? He abused her. Four of the major men in her life abused her. Let me ask you a question. You say God is her father. What's the first thing she's going to say? I can't trust him. So this young girl, this young lady, she's wanting to live life. And living life is a, love, is a, is a, 
is a life of faith and love. That's the only way to go there. This young lady had to be healed. Her heart had to be healed so it could embrace the truth that her Heavenly Father was the safe place. And y'all, so for it's very important for us to understand that these laws, and I'm going to close with this and it's going to sound like I had in a whole other journey. These laws, Jesus, here, this is the goal that we want to take. Our kids, when they grow up, we want to grow them and relate with them. Even when Shay is dealing with Max at 10 months, 10 months now, and a half. He was born 16, yeah, nine, ten, maybe seven days. Anyway, this is the goal for Shay. But Shay has to operate with Max. Here, where Shay, Max now is learning to obey his dad's voice. Don't, I, they Skyped with me yesterday. Michelle and, Shay, Michelle and Paula went down there. And Max was, uh, uh, you know, I get to see him on Skype. And I've seen him on Skype, and the first thing he's doing, he's walking toward the, crawling toward the TV. Shay's having to go, no. So what is Shay doing? Max is learning the significance of, first off, dad's voice. But then Max is going to learn the laws Big L's and little L's. Don't touch the stove, it's hot. Don't go on the, stu- oh, the road. There's cars. Those are little L's. Whatever and however. But the goal is they transition shit max. The goal when somebody comes into this church is to hear is faith and love. Now y'all, this will be the last I'll be speaking on this. That's why I really feel like I had to finish this because what I see in the body of Christ, we don't understand the combination of them all. We have a regen program that puts men in this right here. Why? Because they do not have the capacity to what? To love and to believe what God says about them and trust Him in their heart. So we put them in a place to protect them. That's one of the purposes of this. So their hearts can be healed and they can receive the ability to love and receive the ability to believe and trust who God is. To transition them here to here. Now I'm going to close down this story. I said I was going to close the other one. Sorry about that. It's important for us to understand this progression. I was talking to a a young lady uh, who did the internship program. And we were big. We, the interns, we put them under law. Don't smoke. Don't drink. First years, don't date. Uh, some, yeah, I think that's about it. But, but interesting thing, she told me, and we really emphasize these things, okay? And so all of a sudden, she told me that when she came out of the internship program, she's one of these Girls who really, if you tell her something, she'll want to do it. In other words, compliant. When she got out, she told me, she said, back then she told me a couple of years ago, she said, you know, when I got out, all of a sudden, all I wanted to do was smoke a cigarette. I never smoked in my life, but there was this urge in me to smoke a cigarette. And I didn't really understand it then when she told me the story. But I'm going, ah, what happened was, uh, we were big about establishing this stuff and trying to teach them externals of how to live. But we never did help them transition from the law of Moses into the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We didn't help them transition. There's much I could spend on this, y'all. I could talk another three or four hours on this very subject right here. Because I've learned the hard way. Causing many people to stumble. 
And so there's, there's things that we'll be presenting at leadership at some point in time in the future about this, in this same area that God is really just showing us revelation about this area. So God has created us in this realm to live in the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You and I are created to love. We're created to operate in faith. And the forces that get released into our lives is grace and mercy that enables these things to be fulfilled. Is that cool?